It's been more than a year since 13-year-old Ben Zaccardi took a ride around the block on his dirt bike that ended with him hurtling into a cinder block wall. A speed bump sent the small bike into death wobbles, a terrifying oscillation of the front wheels for roughly 300 feet before the impact, which not only demolished the wall, but also Ben's body. The crash caused him to go into cardiac arrest. Luckily, a neighbor heard what happened and rushed to revive young Ben. He was taken to Cardin Children's Medical Center in Mesa, Arizona, where he stayed in the hospital for three months. Ben's full list of injuries would likely fill a page. Only a single bone tethered his fractured face together on one side. Farther back in his skull were other fractures. The swelling and pressure on his brain was so severe that a craniotomy, removing part of his skull, was the only chance at saving his life. That part of his head is now replaced by a hard plastic shell. Doctors later put a shunt in his brain and another in his spine to relieve pressure because, bear with me, he started leaking brain and spinal fluid from his nose. Though Ben's story is ongoing in the sense that he's still improving day by day, it's finally safe to say there's a happy ending. The family has been sharing highlights of Ben's recovery throughout the past year with photos and videos on Instagram, amassing nearly 11,500 followers who've been cheering the energetic and upbeat boy through every milestone. Here's Ben's dad, Brian. It's really cool to see everyone came together and cheering for him. Um, and he's, he is a miracle. He's just surviving for going into cardiac arrest on a head trauma. Just to survive that is huge. And then to where he's at now. Um, like I said, there was a lot of stuff that happened inside of his head that he shouldn't have survived. Ben's progress is stunning, from being connected to a multitude of life-saving equipment to slowly transforming back into a kid again, shooting basketball hoops and taking his first joyful jump into the family's pool. This is Banner Health Storytelling Podcast, Bedside Stories, highlighting some of the most emotionally compelling experiences that take place behind the scenes in healthcare. Today, we bring you episode 12, The Speed Bump. I want to take a minute to paint a picture of Ben here. He has short, sandy blonde hair and a huge smile that stretches and shines through his whole face. The kid just beams at you. He's like your typical 13-year-old boy in a lot of ways. He's full of energy, so he doesn't like to sit still for long. And he laughs a lot in this wonderfully goofy chuckle, sometimes even when talking about his near-fatal accident and long recovery. In those moments, Ben's pure and obvious joy to be alive reminds me of a great quote often attributed to Oscar Wilde, life is too important to be taken seriously. When I first met him, Ben was gearing up for yet another surgery in a few days, this time to fix ongoing issues from a compound fracture in his wrist and arm. Here's Ben talking about that, along with his dad and his mom, who goes by Cat. Can you tell him why you have to go back in? You remember? No. Wait, I had to go back in because this arm stopped growing and then there's something growing, and then, um, uh, what's the rest? You have hardware in there. Oh, I have hardware in here? Like, two screws right here and two screws right here. And a plate. Mm-hmm. And a plate. And they're going to take it out. a plate in my freaking arm. Yeah, well, that's the only way your bone would stay together. That's how your whole face yeah, is put well. together. Your, your face is full of plates and screws. Wait, so if I hit it super hard, it won't hurt? Um, <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> And you have a plastic cap on the side of your head. It's still gonna hurt. Yeah, I know. 
Ben still deals with some health issues as a result of the accident, like short-term memory loss and dizziness. He can carry on a conversation, though he's aware of some limitations. Sometimes a question might stump his brain a little, and he'll mull it over for a bit, until he understands well enough to respond. It's really refreshing to see the amount of patience Ben has for himself when this happens. Here's something I find pretty wild. He doesn't remember the accident, or even much at all, from up to a full year before that awful day. On his Instagram page, there's a, a photo taken in the early days of Ben's lengthy stay at Cardin Children's. He's unconscious, heavily bandaged, surrounded by stuffed animals and hooked to a litany of life-saving equipment. I zoomed in on the picture to count the number of wires attached to his body, just to add that as some detail here. I lost count around two dozen. As Ben sat before me during our chat, it was hard to believe this was the same kid from that photo. Here he was, goofing around, chuckling and cracking jokes. I wondered if he felt the same way, that the difference between Ben now and Ben a year ago was pretty surreal. So when you see those pictures of, of yourself, like after the accident, I know you don't remember it, but when you see those pictures, when you have all the wires and the tubes and everything, what, you know, does that make you feel any certain way? Does it feel like, do you, I mean, because you don't remember it, so it's got to be kind of weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. It makes me feel... Certain on, um, this might take me a while to think of. That's okay. Take your time. Okay. Yeah. No, it's okay. Can I show you? Maybe it'll help jog your memory a little bit. Yeah. Okay, hold on. This is the first picture. Look at that. Whoa. <laughs> What's with that? So what do you think of? I don't know. I think of what the people did for me and how good they are at their jobs. Because I look messed up in that picture. (laughs) 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 You're pretty messed up. (laughs) The accident happened about a week after Ben's 12th birthday. His dad had been taking him and his older brother out on trail rides, and they were getting used to riding with supervision. One day, the boys and a young friend were itching to take a short ride around the neighborhood on the family's smaller dirt bikes. Kat agreed to let them do a short trip as long as they stuck together, stayed super safe, and took a phone. No racing, she told them. But boys will be boys. They didn't listen. But on this one street, it's... um one of those wider streets in the older neighborhoods and they have speed humps so that people don't race down them. And so apparently they were using those as markers in their race. And uh, my oldest says that Ben won the race. And <laughs> um, but I don't think that's exactly true. <laughs> right. So he hit it, he went, he hit this speed hump and um, didn't slow down just kind of went into death wobbles and you know where the handlebars go back and forth really fast and and he didn't let go which is highly unusual um typically all of like the police officers investigators and stuff say that um people don't hold on especially for as long as he did it when he wrecked and hit the wall everything instantly turned into chaos the bike ended up on top of ben and the boys managed to pull it off him They tried to help him up, but then realized how serious the situation was. Ben had the only phone among them, and the kids didn't think to fish it out of his pocket to call for help. There was just too much fear and confusion. 
Ben was choking on his own blood, then stopped breathing. He went into cardiac arrest. There's, if you look on his forehead, Ben, come here. So when he hit the pocket on the, the dirt bike helmet is where your goggles go. He didn't have his goggles on, um, but the cinder block from the wall actually went into his helmet. So his right here on his forehead, it, his skin looks like this pattern of a cinder block because the block actually went in there, hit him. He has a split up here, which was a, that was from his helmet because it pushed on so hard it, it split it. And the cinder block did a lot of the damage to his face. Um, but yeah, even having the helmet on, the hit was so hard, even with a full face helmet on, it still put him in the cardiac arrest. Now comes a bright spot in the story. It just so happened that Ben crashed through an outside wall in the yard of a man named Adam Carr, who overheard the commotion and came running. Adam realized Ben was in serious trouble and removed the boy's helmet. Luckily, Adam was trained in CPR and was able to clear Ben's airway and perform chest compressions and artificial breathing until rescue teams arrived. They took him to the nearest level one pediatric trauma center, Cardin Children's. At the hospital, the medical team immediately went to work to keep Ben alive. They had their work cut out for them. So I saw him when they opened the doors and they took him in there and there was a whole team just ready to go. It was amazing watching them. Everyone was, knew exactly what to do with them. Ben's family and friends could only wait and hope for the best as a team of medical experts from many different specialties worked on him throughout the next several days including skull surgery, so many sutures and wraps, surgeries for compound fractures, and practically a full day in the operating room for facial reconstruction. There was multiple times where people thought he was not gonna pull through, but everyone here just, they kept doing what they had to do and they kept focusing on him and they got him better. He, uh, a, lot of, a lot of damage to his brain. He's got a lot of black spots throughout his brain on the scans. Okay. So he's got a lot of dead brain in there, a lot of frontal lobe damage. While his injuries were extensive, a series of major milestones came next. Over the course of several weeks, med staff carefully removed Ben's breathing tube and he began to breathe on his own. The pediatric inpatient rehab team started working to get him mobile again. First, helping Ben learn to sit up in bed, then touch his feet to the ground. It wasn't long before he was standing on his own. Yeah, Jessica and Michelle, the physical therapist, came in, got him up, and he just wanted to walk. He was determined to do it, and he just, everyone's yeah. just watching like, this is not happening right now, but it is, because he's, he has a very strong will to live, and he's a fighter. And uh, it was just, it's really cool to watch the process happen as they get better because you get to see a lot of things that a lot of people didn't think were possible for what he went through. Ben's still making great strides each week. He's working to rebuild his balance, hoping to get back to just being a kid again. So what are some of the things that you're able to do now that... Well, play basketball, maybe I'll swim, maybe I'll jump off to a diving board, and maybe I'll jump on tramp. That's cool. A trampoline? Yeah. That's cool. I really want one. <laughs> you want a trampoline? <laughs> what are your next, what are, what are the next things you want to do, like in the you know next uh, well, I don't know, year or so? Well, I want to get back on a dirt bike. Now that's a 13-year-old for you. 
even crashing through a concrete wall isn't enough to scare him away from wanting to ride again. It is worth noting his parents say they won't be letting him ride again, at least for many years. Ben recently returned to Cardin Children's to thank the medical team who saved his life and helped him back on his feet. He expressed his appreciation to many people and departments involved in his treatment, including Dr. David Moss, the Pediatric Inpatient Rehabilitation Team, the Pediatric ICU, the Neuro Team, and Child Life Services, among others. Because of all he's been through, Ben doesn't quite recall every person who treated him. But that's okay, because everyone remembers Ben, the kind-hearted kid who always aims to brighten your day. He's pretty unforgettable. The doctors, the nurses, everyone. Everyone. Even down to the cleaning ladies. They all were just, <laughs> yeah. they would come in and check on him. Bring him gifts and, yeah, I mean, just... Everybody, everybody cares about him. And great. it's cool watching the relationship as they come in and work on him. And then over time, because he was here for so long, it's really cool. We, we'll, we'll stop in and visit. And they get excited. They get to see him, see how far he's come. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, they still get teary-eyed about it. It's yeah. super cool. You know, he comes in and says, can I give you a hug? And, and says, you know, when he leaves, he's like, hey, I love you so much. I hope you have the best day. You know, and and that just—that's what it's all about. You know, you gotta—you just—you have to embrace the fact that he shouldn't be here, and his love is the message of why he is. He just loves everybody so much. After chatting with Ben and his family, I was about to turn off the recorder when he actually started interviewing me. I'll leave you with a little bit of that conversation. I hope it makes your day as much as it made mine. Well, I'm glad you're doing so much better. Thanks. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing great. That's great. Yeah, I get to meet all kinds of cool people like you guys. This is a great. That's cool. Yeah, it's a great job, really. I get to meet all kinds of cool folks, and uh, you know, it is. It's really cool. Well, how's your day been? My day so far is good. Yeah, like I said, I get to meet you all. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't complain. No, it's gorgeous outside. Yeah. Everything's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I hope we have the best day ever. Thank you. You're welcome. You too. For Banner Health, I'm Corey Schubert, and this is Bedside Stories. If you like this episode, we invite you to click on that subscribe button for this podcast. You can also check out all of our previous episodes on your favorite podcast platform. If you want to follow Ben's recovery on Instagram and share some encouraging words for him, visit his page at Zaccardi Built. That's Z-A-C-C-A-R-D-I-B-U-I-L-T. Until next time, thanks so much for listening. Bedside Stories is written and produced by Corey Schubert. Production support is provided by Eric Joel LaFuente, Lauren Pettit, David Lozano, Charles Kellhofer, and Ralph Lopez. For more information about Banner Health, visit us online at bannerhealth.com.